Glory, glory, Sacramento. Welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. Sacramento Republic may not have had the most convincing performance on Saturday night, but the man sitting across from me in the studio at this moment looks like he will do everything in his power to convince the Portland Timbers to take back Villian, or is it Villain Bejev? Scott, how are you doing tonight? I'm ready for a rant. I'm ready for a rant. I'm ready for a rant, too. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. But we still have introductions to make. Sitting also in the studio, but to my right, is a man who I didn't have time to write an intro for, uh, but he's just a beautiful man and human being overall. <laughs> and his name is Zach. Zach, how are you doing this evening? Honestly, I just came to hear this rant about oh, Jeff. I did, too. Really that's that's why I'm here. here. I wrote the intro, and then I'm just going to kick back and You relax. made a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tonight... You all thought the intros were done, but they are not. We are joined in the studio by a very special guest. As you know, the 916 Republic podcast is constantly growing. And as a result, we've added a new member to the 916 Republic team. If you happen to follow us on our social media accounts, at 916 Republic, then you've probably realized that we've been putting out some pretty quality content as of late. That's because our new social media director, Lee, Weighing in at a whopping 350 pounds has been doing her job so well when she's not hitting the weights. Lee, how are you doing tonight? All 350 pounds of me are great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to scoot in a little closer to the mic because your body mass is just too far out there. Yeah. Yeah. You you kind of have your own orbit. There we go. There we go. All right. Is that better? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, I believe we're going to talk to you for a minute uh, in, a, in a couple moments, but we have some issues to address in the meantime. Yeah, okay. So we're going to try to do like a, like a quick rundown uh, of the show, like a quick, quick outline. So um, like Nolan said, we're going to talk to uh, Lisi here in a second about just like our social media and stuff. And then we're going to do a Reno review. And then uh, we're going to talk about the Gold Cup and the World Cup really fast for a couple minutes. Touch on Fresno real fast. That's coming up. And then one of our – it's one of my favorite segments, at mm-hmm. least, um, the Danger Rankings. Western Conference Danger Rankings are coming up. We each have our top two – Nolan, Zach, and I have our top two Danger Rankings. So that is what is coming up. But now I'll shoot it back over to Zach and Nolan. Sweet. So – Thank you, Scott, for that. Uh, Lee, how are you doing tonight? I already asked that question. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Good, good, good. Um, first of all, let's get to, to the order of business tonight. You are our new social media director. Um, what are some things that we as uh, 916 Republic hosts, but also as uh, listeners, can be doing to make the social media experience just overall a good one? Um, well, you guys as hosts can really up your personal profiles. Um, I think mm. Nolan has a whole of zero posts. That is for the last like two years. His Instagram page, yeah. Oh, did you, you just took them all off, didn't you? I deleted my my other account and then I started a new one and then I just haven't posted anything yet. You gotta get going. And he's, he's got a good profile picture. Yeah, so I've got a really good a, one. In a yeah. Sacramento Republic shirt. Public shirt. Keep yeah. it up. But okay. Um, yeah. As Hashtag far as the we listeners, are listening. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna be posting some like interactive uh, stories. I like just, that. Yeah, this past to week. ask questions about yeah. the podcast or about games, whether they be uh, recaps or just forecasting what's going to happen. So yeah, yeah, just definitely respond to those. You'll be able to. Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll hopefully cover some of those in the podcast coming up. Yeah. Next couple episodes. Yeah, and so if you guys are on the social media accounts, this is in all seriousness. If you're on the social media accounts and you are liking pictures, commenting, doing all that stuff, uh, Lisi is going is going to be interacting back with you guys so we want this to be to feel like we are hearing you uh listening to you we want to interact with you so do that um and if if you get dms about um you know soccer specific related issues and we're probably going to send all of those questions to scott because he is the in-house soccer expert um but yeah we're going to make sure that that um when you guys reach out that we hear you and that um this show is for you, so it's for us mostly because <laughs> we literally just sit here and talk oh, yeah. soccer, regardless if there's mics or not. But <clears throat> regardless of you, if you guys are there or not, yeah, we'd be here doing the same. Thing. Hi mom. <laughs> Hi mom. And anyway, um, yeah, that's cool. Um, how do you like so social media? You'll be there. We'll hear more of you mm-hmm. uh, in a little bit. Um, but real quick, just get to know you. I think it's interesting that there's four of us here talking on a podcast dedicated to the game of soccer but 
and all of us are athletes, but none of our primary sports have been soccer. So just give us a background on your athletic experience and uh, yeah, how that makes you energized, like gets you excited about Sacramento Republic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think most kids in the Sacramento area have at least played like a summer league when they were six or seven and we all kind of did that. But I grew up as a figure skater, mm. um, starting when I was eight. So that's something that I did my whole entire life until a couple years ago. Um, I coach that now, so that's really fun. And I'm also going to school. Um, I just transferred to San Francisco State, wow. where I'm going to be studying journalism. And so I hope to take that into like sports journalist area. Um, I'm a huge basketball fan, so that's honestly more of what I was leaning towards uh, for the whole journalism thing. But yeah, the opportunity to represent the Sac Republic on Instagram mm. and Twitter. And it's you're never going to leave. Oh. This is, this is <laughs> the one and done. I'm stuck here. Good. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Figure skater. Scott's played football. Zach is a hockey guy. I ran. Scott also played volleyball. Scott played volleyball. Yeah. yeah forgot don't, forget to that that. don't forget that. Don't forget that's important. Wore Talking about shorts. breaking down gender mm-hmm. barriers. Mm-hmm. We have a female okay, woman. I didn't oh. play soccer. women's volleyball. I played men's volleyball. Played men's right. volleyball. If I played women's volleyball, I'd either have way more uh, game. Yeah. Both volleyball and relationship wise. <laughs> Uh, or I would probably be uh, having way more uh, gay friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one was actually yeah. telling me about your your gay best friend. Yeah. So shout out to Kyle. Yeah, shout out to Kyle. Hi, he Kyle. said he was really cool. Kyle is. You meet him Kyle on the amazing. women's volleyball No, team? we did play volleyball <laughs> together though. Uh, Although Kyle is has like really bad eyesight. Uh, <laughs> so he didn't play very long. Detrimental. <laughs> anyway, cool. Well, Lee, we're excited to, to have you on the awesome. team. Yeah. And now that we've gotten to know our new social media director, Scott, uh, let's talk about the Women's World Cup and the Men's Gold Cup. Yeah. Okay. So real quick, Men's Gold Cup was uh, this past uh, Sunday, and they were playing Curaçao, which if you don't know, used to be like a territory of the Netherlands. Hmm. Um, so that's why there's a lot of Dutch players on this roster this curacaoian roster Hmm. we're gonna go with that um and if you if you just thought oh hey this is a small nation they're probably don't have many good players uh well you'd kind of be right because some of them aren't so great but there are definitely some players that stood out um and i think that all of the kind of U.S. fans and even maybe the U.S. men's team underestimated how good they were going to be because, the I mean, their best players are playing in the Eredivisie. Like, they're, they might not be top-level players in the Eredivisie because then they'd be playing for the Dutch team. Yeah. But they were, they were good. Like, mm-hmm. they played almost the exact same style of soccer that the U.S. men's team is trying to play. It was almost like... Um, they were a bit more schooled in it because they've been doing it for longer. So it, you kind of looked at them and they're like, oh, hey, that's how the U.S. wants to play, and they're doing it a little bit better. Um, but the U.S. obviously has better talent, um, at least in a, across most of the positions. So they were able to get the 1-0 win. Um, there's definitely some concern. There's definitely some not great performances to go around. Um, but overall, it, it was an okay game which we've said a lot about the U.S. men's national team recently. It was, it was an okay game. Yeah. Um, going against Jamaica, I th- actually think the U.S. will play a little bit better in the Gold Cup semifinal. And another team that's playing in a semifinal mm. is the U.S. women's team in the World Cup. Uh, they play tomorrow, I believe, at 12. We're recording Monday night. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, you might have missed it. But they're playing England, a red-hot England team full of talent and just based on how the u.s has looked in the knockout rounds against spain against france i know they were a good spanish team and a good french team if the u.s goes out in this semifinal i'm not going to be surprised but i'm also not going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. it's i think it would be incredibly rare for a team to repeat getting to world cup finals i mean it has to be i don't know the history on it but it has to be super rare across men's or women's teams um so if they go out and then they play in the third place game, 
I'm not going to be surprised. I don't, I don't think anyone should really be that disappointed. Maybe a little because it's kind of the last of a generation before there are some really good young Americans coming up. But this English team is good. They play a similar formation, which I think matches up well with the U.S. women's. They they play very similarly. Similarly, uh, four three threes, um, fullbacks get up, talented, dynamic midfielders, lethal lethal forwards. I mean, you could just kind of throw out any commentary cliche mm-hmm. about a good team, and it really describes both the U.S. women's and the English women's teams. Um, so if you're able to watch that Tuesday at noon, you're going to be in for a good game. <laughs> game. And uh, if you're able to watch the men play, I can't. I think it play Thursday. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you guys could fact check me on I'm that. Not sure. um, maybe oh, one of you. Could, yeah. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think the the men playing Jamaica um, would also be a good game. But um, definitely some. Oh, they play Wednesday. The men play Wednesday at six. You're right. A couple hours before they the. Um, Sacramento plays. So mm-hmm. if you're not able to get out to the Sacramento game um, Wednesday, you can maybe have a night of soccer, watch the U.S. The Gold Cup. men play the Gold Cup semifinal, and then watch uh, Sacramento play Fresno. Yeah, at eight. At eight. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the Women's World Cup. I'm interested to see how England's left back uh, is able to exploit the space that's left in behind the winger and the U.S.'s right back, um, because. She's been. It, it's interesting because there's conversation right now in uh, going on this thing like that. This girl, I'm totally blanking on her name. It's not very professional, but she's the best women's player in the world right now. Um, her coach has said that, which is unsurprising. But other other uh, reasonable third for parties, England? yeah, for England, uh, have said that she's she's one of the best players in the world. She's had two wonder goals already in the knockout rounds, um, and so. That's gonna be interesting to look out for for her. I think the U.S. outmatches um, the English right back. English right back? Maybe it's a right back. Lucy Bronze. Bronze. That's who it is. Yeah, she's in the conversation for the best player in the world. Matches up against Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think I think the, if there is it's a great a great match. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, the U.S. does out. They have a they have heavier hitters in attack than England. England has a good striker, I believe. Um, but yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how bronze is able to, mm-hmm. how much she's able to do with Rapino on that side. Yeah. yeah. And in that same vein, I would say Ellen white on the left side for England, um, and how she matches up against Kelly O'Hara. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the left sided right, winger for England versus the right sided fullback for the U S how they okay. match up. I think it's going to be super because Kelly O'Hara is a very good fullback, Yeah, but, I've heard but Ellen white, too. um, is very good. So pretty much again, like we've said this before, if there's any women's player that is like a starter for Lyon, like they're good. And Man City is also coming up and Ellen White plays for Man City. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, I'm just, you know, you can just kind of click around this English team, the starting team and like almost all of them play for Man City. I have four. There's one for Chelsea, for one for Arsenal, yeah. another for Chelsea. Another for City. Yeah. Was yeah, it? Leon. So bronze plays for Leon. Yeah. Um, another for City. Like there's like yeah, they're they're good. They're good. There's like seven for City. So like Dang. Yeah. My team. Come on, City. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I wish crap. the mics were on like no, ten minutes yeah. ago. Another day, away, another you know. conversation for another day. Yep. Well, okay, so that is our uh quick touch on um, the Gold Cup and the Women's Cup. We skipped over the Reno review, but we're going to touch on it right now. And yes. there is a lot that we got to talk about. Yes, there's a lot there's we got to talk take about. Away from this game, Zach. There's a lot to take away from the results of the week. Again, I'm just here to hear the rant about the rant. Okay, okay. So let's, let's, let's well before before we get that, let, let's actually before we just lose everyone. Yeah. And my own personal feelings about <laughs> one human being on this pl- face funny, of this planet. Because my pe- personal feelings differ a little bit. Eh? At least, at least Scott's but it, calling him. We're a here human to talk about now. it. That's yeah, good. That's a. That's better than before. Yeah. yeah, I know what premeditated murder is. Okay, it's one human <laughs> and another. All right. Um, no. Okay, so this game finishes two zero. Sacramento <laughs> played Reno away, and uh, the lineup I think for me right off the bat was a little confusing. I don't understand why. 
you take out Bonomo. He he just scored yeah. his first two goals yeah. in league play the game before. Everything was kind of clicking. I think mm-hmm. the idea is you take him out because he doesn't maybe do exactly what you want in defense or the game just doesn't fit his style of play. Those those are the two like that that's the big thing. He either doesn't he's not as mobile of a defender as Awasa is and he doesn't fit the style of play. He he's not as fast as Awasa. That's basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that yeah. that kind of explains why he's out but I still don't like it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to know what you guys think about the omission of about Bonomo. the cuz that was immediately when I saw it I was like, ah, "I think that's a mistake." Yeah, but what do you guys hot. think? He was hot in the game previously, granted, and I think that that the the 6-0 win against Tulsa should have an asterisk over it because because Tulsa's trash. Because they're trash. Yeah, like they were just not a team that's going to defend like anything less than a 3-point result, convincing 3-point result in that game would have been disappointing. Would have been yeah, concerning. Um so they did their job in that game. But yeah, I still I so you can't say he was like he scored two goals against a tough opponent, but he scored two goals. I think that's yeah. that's worth noting. Yeah. Um, and he's he's been, in my opinion, in an upward project. Yeah. Trajectory. Scored in the Open Cup. It's been he's been improving since the beginning of the season. Is every game goes by that he plays in, I feel like he gets better and he gets better and he gets better. And one thing that we've talked about is we would like to see more consistency with his minutes because mm-hmm. as a striker, it's tough. It's tough to put goals in the net when there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, yeah. Like, not having him start was, in my opinion, a mistake. Yeah, I wasn't I, I, I wasn't surprised, though, because he has been limited in the number of starts that he's had. Um, I wasn't surprised that he went back to Awasa at the front, um, especially in a tougher game away from home where he sits a little deeper. Yeah, I, and I mean, so like I said, I I understand why he did it. I still like he being uh, Simon That's Elliott. Right. I disagree with it, especially how the game played out. Like just looking at my notes, like uh, there were so many just like quick turnovers. Like Reno would have the ball for three, four passes and then lose it, and then Sacramento would have the ball for two or three passes and then lose it. And even I was watching with my wife Emily, and she even noticed like. She's, she was frustrated. Like, why, why can't anyone possess the ball? Like, this is maybe yeah. 10 or 15 minutes into. She's like, why, why are we just turning it over? Like, can we just get some passes together? And at first I was like, ah, what do you know? But then I was like, wait a minute. She's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Emily, that was actually really good. Like, Because she, she's not a soccer person. She's just kind of learning as she goes. Yeah. And she she was like, oh, this is frustrating. Like, I'm not enjoying this game. I was like, yeah, like it, that's a good point. Um, and I think Bonomo would have helped with that. Like, you could have played the ball to him. Yeah. He holds the ball up well. He does. He holds the ball up he, well. He plays the ball off to, to people well. I was just really surprised. Um, and that, I think, affected um, how how quickly Sacramento turned the ball over, especially those first, um, like, 10 minutes. Like, Nolan and I were talking a little bit yesterday, and he you were saying something about how Sacramento normally controls the first, like, 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but you didn't feel that happened this game. No, I – yeah – I didn't feel that happened in this game, but I also expect a game against two close op- two opponents of equal ability to kind of be choppy like that, um, settling into the in a rivalry, yeah, yeah, and settling into the game. Um, yeah, I guess I just don't know what to make of the the inability of either team to really nail down. But there were solid chances in the first ten to fifteen minutes, I think, at both ends of the field. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I'm totally blanking on Awasa's miss didn't come in the opening 15 minutes, right? No, that was later. it came. <clears throat> that was the 38th after the minute. First okay. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. That that was interesting to me, but it didn't stand out quite as much as I guess it did to you. Yeah. The the only other thing that I would really point out, other than things that we've already t- so there'd be two things. One that we've already talked about, Sam Warner's passing, I think got better as the game went on, but definitely the first half wasn't there. Mm-hmm. There were a couple turnovers, one that led to a corner, one that led to, I don't think anything came of the possession, but it was like, oh my gosh, like this is our own third and you're turning the ball over. Um, so that was 
that was concerning, but he got better as we went on. But the thing that I just want to touch on real fast before um, we speak about uh, maybe one specific player <laughs> is uh, Sacramento's defensive shape. So mm. they were playing, it almost was like a 4-3-3 or, or like a 3, it was more like a 3-4-3 false nine. Like Bijev and Werner out wide would go up and pressure the center backs um, who split wider. So this is when Reno has, the Reno goalie has the ball. JT Marchinkowski. When he has the ball, it's a goal kick or he's just in possession. So uh, Bijev and Werner would basically act as like wide forwards. And then Awasa would drop in and cover the holding midfielder. I believe his name is Kasipli. He has like the pedophile mustache if you're watching the game. <laughs> I saw him. Um, and Bijev would cover him. So it looked like a like a 4-3 or a 3-4-3 three, three, um, uh, like false nine. And then the fourth midfielder would be whichever fullback needed to close down space. So a lot of times it was Gomez running up and covering um, the right-sided fullback, Richards, who's like a 15- or 16-year-old, who actually didn't play terribly bad. I think um, he was – Richards was a 15-year-old too? Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. he, he came through the San Jose yeah, Academy. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe he was a draft pick. I can't remember. Um, maybe he wasn't 15. But he was. he's a young guy. Mm. So a lot of times it was Gomez running up and covering the San – the Reno right back. Sometimes it was McCrary covering that super fast LaCroix or LaCroix yeah. or whatever his name is. The, uh, what's that sparkling water? That LaCroix. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Emily was like, why are they calling him LaCroix? Like, she was drinking one, my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, why are they? I was like, that's his name. Like, look <laughs> on his jersey. And she was like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so I think that was... Duke LaCroix. Yeah, that was a, a tactical thing that for the most part worked mm-hmm. but i think reno's just good enough to pass around it yeah. like and they're good enough to capitalize on mistakes especially when you have somebody that's <clears throat> not maybe uh hustling in defense um uh, you can pass around it or just making terrible passes just making, yeah just making just witless passes yeah so that's the only other thing that i would maybe maybe say was good but we just didn't have the players or the maybe just not trained enough, you know, practiced enough to really pull off that three, four, three or four, three, three false nine defensive shape. I I don't know. And and we are playing a great team. Yeah. Reno is a good team, a great team in a good step too. They're in a good, um, they're in good form right now. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's not forget about that, but obviously it's still frustrating, but if I may put a damper on things. Sure. Go for it. We were playing against a team whose attacking uh, options included Corey Herzog, who's a, who's a very he's capable. He's a very good USL attack. forward. He's, yeah, been, yeah. he's been a very good USL forward for so, a while. He's very good. Um, I think goals came from uh, two midfielders. Yeah. And, we, and then they were also playing with a midfield slash winger in attack. Who was like 15 years old and re- just like just signed? Yeah, Cade Cal. He's Cade a, Cal. he was like the he was a forward along with Herzog. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it wasn't like this wasn't even a full strength. Brian Brown's playing for Jamaica I and know. Zach Carroll, their like captain and like starting center back was rested. Yeah, he, they rested him yeah. because I think Reno plays on Wednesday as well. I think mm-hmm. like I think they played Wednesday or something like that. They either just played Wednesday or they're playing this. Yeah, coming didn't they Wednesday. just play Portland? No, no, that was Phoenix. Phoenix okay, just yeah, played yeah. Portland. You're, you're right. Um, but it was some. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they chose against us, their rival, to rest. to rest their captain and center back. Yeah. Which I think says something about oh, what they back. think yeah. about Sacramento. Like, yeah. yeah, we can rest like our most important defender yeah. and be okay. And, and play a 15 year old winger. <laughs> yeah. And they can. They showed that. Yeah. They showed Saturday that Saturday that they can, and they've showed yeah. for years now that they they've had our number. They yeah, really have. it really is hard to call this a rivalry because the wins that Sacramento has had, I, I can't. Yeah, they've we've had last one this well. year in the Open Cup, one last year in the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've ever beat them in the league. And if we have, it was not a very memorable uh-huh. victory, but the victories they've had have been very memorable. What like you said, when they came back being two down at Papa Murphy's Park. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. So notice, and again, no disrespect to Cade Cowell, fantastic, phenomenal player who's playing at one the second highest level in the United States. 
uh, as a fifteen year old. As a fifteen year old, this guy's literally a decade younger than. Watch this guy because I, uh, he's obviously going places in the in the USL and MLS, but yeah, um, to say the least, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be playing him against top competition, unless you really really had to. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, Anyway, anybody else have any other points on? On this game, yeah, and I, I also had something to say about Shannon Gomez because Shannon Gomez had a decent game. I would say one of the best performances for Sacramento on the night. Yeah, he got forward well. He and I noticed he was playing. He was cutting in a lot. Like he was in the eighteen, the attacking eighteen. Yeah, quite frequently drew the penalty that uh, Cameron Owasa didn't convert, but mm-hmm. drew the pen. Um, partly be, like to qualify it, partly because he was matched with Cade Cowell. And so he kind of had him in his pocket and yeah. Yeah. Um, was able to take that freedom. I think there was only one time where KK right. got the best of him. Yeah, and then and then I think he slipped. Like he he yeah. would have got in a dangerous cross, but then he slipped and he. Yeah, so. which again, like we were saying, hats off to the fifteen year old. Totally. But anyway. But in, yeah. Anyway, so that, I would say, recognize uh, Shannon Gomez's good performance. Uh, understand that he was matched up against. It. A, a less a experienced teenager. player, um, but, but credit where credit's due. He had a good game, and regard, and it's good to see competition at left back with Juan Barahona still not featuring in a in a starting role at that position. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I wanted to to mention was like, do we think that Shannon Gomez is playing so well as to keep out a left back that we thought when we were kind of scouting him? Yeah, was pretty good. Like he's is. Gomez playing that well to keep what we think is a very high level yeah. player out. I don't know. Like, it, and it's I think it's trickier too because um, still I, early. I, yeah, it's early, and I think that we tend to under uh, we don't take into account the massive transition that it going from Santa Tecla to Sacramento, California. Like that's yeah. just a big it's a big culture shock. But yeah, big life transition. Like. You can't rush that guy in. Um, and he also was just with his national team not too yeah, long ago. He's been he in a lot tra- of different he was at training camp, and so um, I think there's no rush. I, I definitely think it's like Shannon Gomez is playing well, so there's there's definitely no rush to bring him in. Yeah. I don't know if you, but I, I don't I don't know if it means that we're I don't I don't think Barahona is being kept out. I think there's healthy two good options there, um, and I think Barahona can play in a midfield four. He has for El Salvador. I don't know. I when we first were scouting him, I said I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the wing, yeah. because of how good he yeah. is, um, and, and whipping in crosses and yeah. just like how skilled he is. Yeah, and then maybe Sam Warner moves to the other side and then it kicks out Pijep. Yeah. But maybe I'm just dreaming. <laughs> um, so that's what I said, but yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's if that's possible. It's so. totally possible because this is pertaining. We're beating around the bush now, but pertaining to. The role of a of a winger, their job description has massively changed within the game. In the mm, past Nolan, team. please please share more about well, this. Well, you see, Scott. <laughs> speaking of Juan Barahona, the the fact that we're even talking about this is a a, a live possibility. Juan Barahona could play as a left back or a left sided winger. He could play in a a more defensive role yeah. or a more forward attacking role, because the. Uh, qualities required of the those two positions are near identical you need a bit more of a killer instinct at, at the wing which i think barona has um or could develop because of his, his talent level but uh so the, the the job description of a fullback has changed to being needing to get forward if you don't get forward that's cons- you are deficient in that area it's not that you can't play in an attacking formation it's like you just aren't a good fullback anymore if you can't get forward and get crosses in and draw penalties like we saw um, we saw with Shannon Gomez. Another thing that's changed is the job description of the winger because the winger now has to account for that fullback getting so far forward. Um, and so I think we saw that a prime example of that in the Sacramento game when LaCro- LaCroix, <laughs> Peaches and Duke, Duke Lacroix, I think it's Lacroix or something like that. Probably Lacroix. Or... Yeah. Um, Duke. Duke. We'll call him Duke. Uh, just kind Dukey. of was given license to just get down the field as far as he liked without, yep. with minimal opposition from the the winger 
that was tasked with covering him. Hmm. And who might that winger be, Scott? Uh, this is a good transition. Right well, here. that winger would be Villian Bijep. Villian. Uh, dun, dun, dun. And I, should I just read the text? Yeah, go for should it. Okay. You read it. So we have let's, a group let's chat. Put you all, let's put you all into... I, I, I think, our, I think the, the people need to know what was going through my brain. Let's put them into our world on Saturday evening. So, should, Villian, if you're listening... Take I like notes. You. I like you. I don't. I'm sure you're a good I, person. I stalked your Instagram. You have a beautiful girlfriend. I'm kind of really? in the middle. She, yeah, she's she's very nice looking. Um, a, he, wow. What does she think about the ferret that's on top of his head? Yeah, she needs to tell me to, to shave the, the the like racing stripe. <laughs> I don't so like this it. is this is where it starts. Okay. Okay. I asked Nolan and Zach. They were they're on the group chat, but I think you were Zach. Uh, you weren't responding. In, you were. You I was were, in Reading. I was. At, yeah, I was at a friend's. You were at a friend's uh, house. Concert. Oh, okay. How'd that go? Con- it was really good. Good. This is not going to be it was good. Really fun. Okay. <laughs> um, I said to the boys, "Are you watching live?" To the Nolan. Boys. Nolan said, "Yup." Then I said, "I'm going to murder BJ. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a pass better than he can. Ooh. I want to neuter him so he can't reproduce any terrible soccer oh. players that might play for Sacramento one day. Oh, He's man. also slow." And then Zach said, Scott's going off. Can't yep. wait for this to come up during recording on Monday. Yep. And then I said, they should put in Bonomo up top, drop Cam in the hole, and moves Kundrick out wide. Also, they need Hayden Partain. Hey, no one's yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And then I also uh, I said, they also need to bring on Barahona for McCrary and then put Gomez on the right. Or just flip him. Or they could. Which they which also did. They did that, yeah. yeah. They brought barahona on for yeah. mccrary in like the 80 something minute which like at that point like why'd you wait that long <laughs> yeah. but anyway um and then wait, why, why would you flip side just so that because gomez is so fast he can, he can do with the dookie lacroix yeah. speed the dookie lacroix and yeah Corey Herzog. let's be let's be honest like that that side of the field was yeah Corey Herzog. he did look like he was playing a bit more on the left yeah and i think McCrary was pushed up so far. It was was just so focused on not letting yeah, defensive. that midfielder on the on that side and Lacroix do anything yeah. that he he really couldn't worry about her talk. Yeah. Um, and Scott Scott makes a comment about the commentator. <laughs> yeah, the commentator who got his own players' names wrong. I said this commentator is high <laughs> because he at that point he was also talking about Bishop and how dangerous he was. And I was like, there's no no. That's so strange. Um. And then I said, yeah, and then Nolan says, he doesn't even know the players' names. From Sacco Arena, I said, yep. And I said, he doesn't know who Skundrick is. And then I yelled, <laughs> take Bijev off. <laughs> Just stop passing it to Bijev. Break his ankle. His <laughs> ankles need to be broken. His dumb pass led to that the second goal. His dumb pass led to that goal. Another stupid. <laughs> he, as soon as I texted that, he passed another terrible pass. <laughs> I said, another stupid pass. I freaking hate him. <laughs> And uh, that was the end of my rant because at that point, one, nobody was responding, and two, yeah, <laughs> the, the the vulgar language is coming. I was up. I was laughing. Yeah. I was I was in a concert. Okay, like, so so let me laughing. let me just justify my feelings. Yeah, okay, to, yeah. So we were just talking about the things that a winger has to do. A winger just has to do. Okay, yeah. so we said they have to <clears throat> show effort defensively. Yeah, specifically in transition. Okay, we all know from watching soccer that the most dangerous passages of play are when you are transitioning from offense to defense. Yes. Okay, when defenders are running back toward goal, they are more likely to make mistakes and be in bad position because yeah. naturally their bodies are just turned. They can't see what's behind Weights them. Weights on their heels. Weights on, yeah, exactly. Okay. You have to react. Does Bijev defend in transition? No. No. Okay. So, so then if he doesn't defend in transition, does he at least do well enough in static defensive mode, meaning we've already transitioned back. He is matched up with a fullback or a midfielder, something like that. Okay. Does he defend well enough in that static defensive position? I want to say no, but I honestly haven't paid attention. I, I, I haven't. And honestly, more times than not, he, he looks lost. Thank you. So I have a, I have a no and a don't Didn't know. Didn't look for it. So he hasn't stood out at the very no, least. No, okay. No. So you know what? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he does that well enough. Okay. okay. That's a one and one pro and con. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Net zero game. Now let's transition to the offensive transition. When we are going from defense to offense, does he do that well enough to say that he's a that that, that is a, a positive? When we are transitioning from defense to offense. It, it's usually, a, and, and you can talk after me. I don't want to cut you off. But usually, in my opinion, where I'm not watching him, it's, it's kind of a, it's a one step forward, two steps back kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's he makes a good move. Uh, you know, something something positive happens from him, and then it's a terrible pass, or it's a horrible decision, or what 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 have you? Like it, it's something. It's, it's one step forward. It's two steps back. More times out enough. Yeah, I, I I would say I notice that more in attack, like final four passes before a shot on goal, or you know, a cross or something like that. In yeah, in build up, again, just not not noticeable. Um, yeah, he's not who I'm watching in build. I don't I usually don't watch wingers in the build up. I'm watching more. I'm saying like when he specifically has the ball. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen him having the ball in, in a. Build-up. Well, I do. Okay. 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 <laughs> and uh, the answer is no. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So when we were talking about defenders are most in like their vulnerable spot when they are running back toward their own goal, right. what Bijev does is he gets the ball. Okay. Yes. And then he slows down. Yep. And you think, oh, he's waiting for his team to surround him, and or not surround him, but like he's get like, forward to do something, yeah. right? And then his team comes forward, and then he waits. And then he <laughs> thinks, okay, I need to do something now. <laughs> Crap, what do I need to do? And then he tries something. Yes. And it doesn't work. Whatever it is, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So he waits too long. And I think part of, part of that is he's just, he's just not a fast runner, okay? He's, he's not a run-past-you type of guy. Yeah. So what that means is he needs to be a run around, like through you. Yeah. He needs to have some good handling abilities that put the defenders bad. He's done that a couple times. Yeah. yeah. But he does not do that regularly enough. No. Like uh, I would say, like Santi Moore. Like, do you guys remember the second half, maybe of the the New Mexico game when Santi Moore came on, and he just like made Jordan McCrary like three or four times just look stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That he's not that type of player. No. That's not Bijev's game. So then in attack, when we have the ball, we are already down there in possession. I think the the one thing that I can say of Bijev is he's dangerous enough to at least make defenders think. Uh-huh. And he's dangerous enough to at least spread the field a little bit. But that's about it. Like once the ball gets to his feet, nothing really comes of it. Yeah. Like. He, he can't get shots on target. And when he does get shots on target, they're weak. He can't get assist unless they're from set pieces. And he doesn't really get assist from corners that often, which are like his thing. So unless there's like a, a free kick that he can sw- swing a ball into Barahona or a center back or something, like he's not producing anything. Yeah. I did notice in his corners, I, well, I first was clued into it like in the first seven minutes when they talked about Bijev delivering the ball on the corner uh, to the far post, but it was like like six feet over the guy at the far post head. And then he did that four or five times throughout the game where it was just like sailed, like, like sailed out of bounds. Like, yeah. didn't even, like it bounced and then went out of like bounds. Like you have had to practice that because they did it every time yeah. and it still wasn't good enough. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is like, there's not something that he does so well yeah. that justifies him being so bad in all these other areas. Yeah. Like and about consistently him, started. Like yeah. consi- consistently started and consistently not doing anything. Yeah. Who I guess my I would ask who do we play on the wing instead? Because like I don't know who we move out right. Out so Blackwood is yeah, I, th- yeah that was my that was well he's healthy now. He's he been on the bench the past couple Can't games. You see that? I don't. I would put I would put Blackwood out there, and I would say, look, if the only thing you do is stretch the defense, yeah, make them backpedal vertically on you, you're gonna do something because you're gonna open up space underneath. So I would put Bonomo up top mm-hmm. and Blackwood on the right, and say like, okay, mm-hmm. you two just stretch defenses and create for Werner and Awasa. Mm-hmm. Total agreement with that. Um, I wouldn't even be mad with Aliman because I think at least Aliman is a bit more technical. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't defend as as well. He's not. He's still not fast enough to really keep up with the majority of players on the field. Um, I wouldn't be mad with putting Partain out there and trying something. 
Um, I haven't been upset when Horde has played out there because he can at least whip crosses yeah. in and defend. Horde, Horde gives you consistency. He's not going to be a flashy player. He's not no. Gonna, he's not going to wow you. He gives you consistency. He's going to do the same things that Bijev does, but a way better defender. Mm-hmm. Way better defender. And he'll... He'll make a simple pass. He'll make it. He'll he'll always choose to make the simple pass. He and those mistakes will be definitely like minimal, um, as compared to like BJ putting yeah. BJ. Literally up. anyone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Literally anyone. Yeah. I I honestly wouldn't be mad if we try Barahona on the left and put Werner on the right, or even put Barahona on the right and tell him to cut in or yeah. so, do something. Like he's good enough. No do something. Werner on his non-dominant foot. He but he's done things with both his feet. Yeah. Like he when he's on the left, he cuts on back in on his right. When he's on the played on the right, he's cut back in on his left. He's what crosses in with both feet. Yeah. I think he's definitely more of a left footed player. Yeah. So Yeah. Or maybe he's I don't even know, because he's he's both. So yeah. that's my rant on Bijev. I don't think he should be starting. I don't want him to re sign. Yeah. Next year. Agreed. Uh, okay. New blood. Yeah. In All right. New, let's let's transition here. New let's conversation. Huh. Um, what are we at with time, Scott? Well, we're we're doing okay. We'll, okay. We're 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 not going to spend that much longer. Okay. Um. So <laughs> Fresno is this week, this Wednesday. Yeah. Um. If you are listening is. before that, hopefully, um, you can catch our quick points. We talked about it a little bit last week. My one point was I'm not quite sure what formation they're going to play. Um. The past few games, they've switched between a back three and a back four. I think the past couple of weeks they've played with the back four, and I think they're maybe getting some guys back healthy, and they've been resting some guys. So, I, I would expect them to play a back four. Um, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything on on, on Fresno? If you watch the highlights, their goals came all in the second half against El Paso, which is I think they had a good win against El Paso. Yeah, I think Fresno would be a – it's going to be a tougher game than maybe some people are thinking. Just because we've beaten them twice this season doesn't mean that Mm-mm. they can't get one over on us. They've um, had a good run of form too, a draw against OKC, who are currently in 7th or 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, draw against T2, who are currently in 2nd, and then a win against El Paso and against San Antonio. You take out their loss to Colorado on June first. They haven't lost a game in the USL. Colorado actually just fired their coach. Really? Ooh, mm-hmm. Sacked really. him. Yeah, fired him. That's not a typical of USL team. There's another. Uh, the Monarchs did too. I forgot they were a team. Some changes. <laughs> yeah, Some changes they, coming up. Because they were so good last year and they're trash yeah, this year. They were like winning USL Western yeah. Conference yeah. like two years ago. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, Fresno. They other than that one loss um, to the Switchbacks. They haven't lost a game in the USL in league play since us on May eighth. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's really good. Yeah, they're third in the table right now. Yeah. So, like we said, we're not going to go super deep on all the teams. Um, mm-hmm. This is one that you can go back and listen to our previous two uh, previews. previews and reviews of Fresno and get a get a get a good idea of who they are and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, boys, let's move on to our western conference danger rankings we haven't done this in a um, while for like a month and a half maybe two months i haven't done it yet zach hasn't done it at all so uh if you've forgotten what this is this is a ranking of the team or teams Mm -hmm. that we think are the biggest threat to sacramento in terms of getting a result in a game okay so if we were to play this team, Team X, today, we would be very concerned about getting a result, about getting a win, about getting a draw. We think that they are a dangerous matchup, okay? It's a dangerous matchup. It could be because of an injury. It could be because their coach is really good. They have a really good player, formation, uh, the form they're in, uh, maybe their home venue or something like that, okay? any Anything. We can qualify it any way we want to qualify it. Dangerous matchup, matchup rankings, okay? So how about we start with Nolan, with mm. your second team. Okay, okay we're going to go to my second team, Zach's second team, and then we'll go back to Nolan, back to me, and with Zach. Okay, again, uh, dangerous matchup, Western Conference only. Western Conference only, you have one minute. One. You have one minute to 
uh, explain your answer, and then we're going to take about 30 seconds to either agree or maybe disagree. Okay. okay? All right. So I'm going to pull out the timer on the phone. Okay. Put a mi- and a minute goes fast, okay? I know. So one minute, starting for Nolan. Now. Okay. My Western Conference, my second place Western Conference danger ranking is the Oklahoma City Energy FC. So you may ask, why are they in my danger ranking? Well, they are a team that haven't really done anything spectacular this year, but are still tr- like hanging on to the tail end of a playoff spot in the Western Conference table. So they currently sit in eighth, ahead of Sacramento, um, three games ahead. Played more. They played three more games in Sacramento as well, um, but they're they're in contention and. I saw Sacramento destroy them 4-1 to one at Papa Murphy's Park. I think they're a better team since then. And that's that. All right. Uh, 30 seconds, Zach. Do you have anything to, to say about that? I, you know, I don't know. I, I agree that they're a better team than mm-hmm. the 4-1 win. Right. I think that for me, as we'll see, I didn't put them in my top two. Yeah, they're not in mine either. I I don't see them as as a as a a threat, um, more of a threat than probably three three other teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. So, without giving away my teams, you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to I'm trying to give away my teams here. Um, but I I do agree that they're a better team than the 4-1 win. I, I don't think that they're a top two danger opponent against Zach Publicville. Yeah, I, I think um, because we play them away and that's a long travel, that that's my biggest thing is like mm-hmm. we, we've had we, we've had some struggles away with them in the past. So, so that would be the only thing that I would say. But um, let's just review real fast before we go into mine what our Nolan and I's danger rankings were previously like two months ago yeah. okay this is two months ago okay so nolan's from three to one okay was phoenix number yeah. three yeah that's fresno number two and la galaxy two number one and we've not played yet we've not played them yet um that's always i mean that is always a tough game but number three and number two are looking pretty pretty good oh yeah oh uh, yeah i think you lost it on the number who is number two fresno okay yeah yeah dude um, number one we've not played them yet. hey not we played haven't them yet. played them yet we hate them. <laughs> yeah. They hate us. It's always, as far as like them against us, like not their record, not their, their team as a whole. It's like, if we're just, we asking, just don't like them. And if, if we're just asking how they would match up against us, it's always going to be a close game. It's yeah. always going to be a chippy game. Yeah. So, um, and then mine were number three, Portland Timbers, two, hmm. number two, New Mexico United, and number one was Fresno. Okay. Um, Wait, three, right. three was mine. Three was Portland Timbers, two. Yeah. New Mexico United, okay. and then Fresno. That's actually you were almost you were pretty on for all three of those. Yeah, I I think T two are second, New Mexico is in contention, and yeah, Fresno is in second, no third right now. Fre- yeah, um, third. I think I did okay, but okay, but let's get to my could have been better. My number two for right now. Okay. Danger rankings in the West. The timer is on. Austin Bold FC. Oh. Let me explain. So there, right. as when I was doing this um, last week, okay, before the games played on Saturday, they were the third best defense in the West. I think that is still holding. And Sacramento struggles with teams that have good defenses. And then they went out and 5-0'd, I believe, the Colorado. team that they played. Yeah, it was Colorado. Which maybe explains why they fired their coach. Um, 5-0 Colorado Springs, which I did not see coming. So when they played us, they had a good defense, but they couldn't score. Yeah. When they played us at home. And then we got a, if I'm honest, a kind of lucky Jaime Villarreal goal. And now it looks like maybe they've put together their scoring pieces. That makes me worried. I don't want to have to play them. My time is up. All right. What do you guys think? I like it. I saw them. Uh, I saw the result this weekend against Colorado, and I was like, "Austin." Huh. And then I went and looked at the table, and I saw them in seventh. I was like, "Okay, so they've they've remained solid 
in those those I, I guess playoff spots are now nine, ten through one or whatever. But yeah. In that top eight contention with a game in hand on a couple of the teams that are ahead of them. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched them play that much. I remember them being a, a pretty uh, low block four four two against Sacramento, and mm-hmm. we just got lucky on a goal from Jaime Villarreal. Um, yeah, I, I I concur from what I can gather in the in the data. Yep. All right. Well, let's go to Zach now with your one minute All starting. Right. Go. Sacramento is has two wins, a draw, and four losses when a team scores first. They have a negative six goal differential when that mm. happens. They are they have zero wins, zero draws, and six losses and a negative 12 goal differential when teams score more than one goal against them. Mm. So that really went into my two danger rankings. My number two is New Mexico. All Interesting. Right. New okay. New Mexico, really solid offense. Um, and, and as they, like, they're playing us, I, I did take into account when they play us, what's going on in the scheduling. So when they play us, we will have, we play them July 24th. We play Rio Grande July 20th, and then we play OC July 27th. Yeah. So we're going to have to rest players somewhere in there. I think that's a trap game and where we we very well could lose to New Mexico. So that, that is why they're my number two. That's very true, and that is your time. And I'm not even going to put the timer on because that is a very, that's a very astute uh, observation. So like, I want to challenge it. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Go for it. So I'm sorry. They have. I agree. They're a good team. They're dangerous. I I get the stats, but first of all, they drew. Their most recent result was a one-one draw against my LA Galaxy two. So <laughs> not only does it prove that the two are still doing damage in the West, but it proves that they're not as good as they think they are. Also, of significant note, they have a game against a. Recently relegated yes, Premier yes. League team in Cardiff I, City I on saw that. July 18th. Right um, before they play us. Right before they uh, play us. So let's just hope Cardiff plays as and they play swashbuckling starters. of a style against New Mexico. Sorry, every now time. And New Mexico against, plays starters. Yeah. They're not going to. They're not going to. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So I don't um, feel like that's going to affect our game very much. Yeah. So uh, and, they're I, play, and they're making a run in the Open Cup. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I, I will say this. Good form. Mm. I have to agree with both of you, but I lean towards Zach mm. because they have some really dangerous players. And they do. Because of how congested our schedule is there, so Zach is right. Something's going to have to give. That is a snapshot. We talked about season. Yeah. take the seasons in snapshot. Mm. That's a snapshot. That's, a, that's a, a period of games that is very important for Sacramento. All right. Nolan, let's get to your number one team starting now. Right. My number one team in the danger ranking is the team located in the city of Sin, Las Vegas Lights <laughs> FC. Whoa. I love the lights because they are, they just, it's like when I, maybe it's just my conception of them. They just don't care about like overall run of like, like what happens in the postseason. They just do stuff like beat Sacramento for one in Las Vegas and four to uh, two, four to two. What, the second goal came in like the ninety fifth minute. So okay, we'll count. <laughs> we'll count. Uh, do things like that, or you know, lose zero one to my number two ranking, Oklahoma City in their most recent game. But also mm, blow out New Mexico five one two games ago, and yeah. uh, beat El Paso, draw with Orange County. They're a dangerous team. They're sporadic as all get out, which is why I think. It would just be Sacramento's luck to go on and get up against them after they've like done a line of cocaine or something like that. <laughs> oh my! And just get Gosh. and just lose again. So, all right, that's your minute uh, <laughs> analysis. Nuanced analysis, uh, right there. For uh, okay. <laughs> Agree or no? I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're. I think they're a better team than they led on. Yeah. Like, they've definitely had some results that make you go, ooh, that's bad. Like, I think they lost like 4-0 to Reno. Yeah. Um, but then they have the results like not that five long after that. It's like 5-1 against New Mexico. Like, and they what? beat us 4-2. And they beat us. Yeah, so like... That's what I'm saying. I think they're starting to pull it together more consistently. Yeah, I had these thoughts hey. going through today. Hey. 
trying to figure out my own danger rankings, I looked at Las Vegas, and I, they they were definitely an honorary mention for me. So, okay. like, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. I, I hear you. They didn't crack my top two, but, like, I hear you. Okay. I, I think Sacramento was in a bad bad run of form, and we got two goals against them. So that makes me think maybe we're going to be able to put some goals past them early and be able to get some points. Okay. Um. All right, well, it's my second team – or, sorry, my, my first top team. team yes. My top team is El Paso. Oh. El Paso. Locomotive. Peculiar. So they have the best defense in the West. Hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, their possession style just just destroyed Sacramento. Yeah. The way they were able to just pa- – like, it's the same thing with Reno. The way they were able to just pass the ball so calmly through Sacramento – it just scares me. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've had some questionable um, results. Like we said, they, they lost on this past weekend against Fresno, but I just think overall they're a team that matches up well against Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Teams that can just make passing triangles and go around some not good defenders. <laughs> um <laughs> Are bad for us. So, El Paso is my number one, and we have to play them again this season, which went yeah. into my consideration. Hmm. Um, but what do you guys think? They just lost three zero against was it New Mexico? Fresno. Fresno. I think Fresno. Fresno. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see it. I, I get the the thing with the top defense in the West or in the league. Um, I think just in the West. Just in the West. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. If, if they're tight defensively, I think it's going to be hard for Sacramento to score against them. So I, I I agree. I concur. Yeah, and I think uniquely Sac Republic, how they match up against, specifically, how they match up against Sac Republic, I think they would cause a lot of problems for us. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, your first team is... My first team is the Portland Timbers ah. 2. Ah, that's a good one. So... Again, kind of the same uh, stroke as New Mexico. Really, really good offense. And something that um, I think is worth mentioning is I don't think their defense is as bad as it looks. Like, I don't think their defense is they've, – they've allowed 28 goals this season. I, but I don't, I don't believe their defense is, is as bad as it looks. Um, if you take away their loss to Phoenix on Saturday, this past Saturday, against Phoenix, number one Phoenix – they haven't let more than two goals in in a game since April 20th when they had a 3-3 draw against New Mexico. So I think, Which, I think honestly, it's, it's a, they're a lot like New Mexico. I think they pair well against us. It would cause a lot of problems for us. And I see them as a team that would definitely be able to score two goals on us. And teams that score two goals on us win. They win. Yeah, and that April 20th game, Nolan and I were watching on my phone yeah. as we were oh, in yes. Reading for and your graduation. graduation. Yep. We dropped Scott's phone when the third goal went in. When the third goal went <laughs> in for New Mexico, yeah. That was cool. Um, that was the winger that came on in the second half against Sacramento. What's his name? Kevon Frater. Oh, that wasn't the guy who came on against I think him. it was Kevon Frater had a hat trick that, was that the game. Guy. Yeah, he had the hat trick, but that's not him. Yeah, it was like Portland three, Kevon Frater three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah no, yeah, Portland. Portland's a good team. Um, yeah, I, I I think they can be plagued similarly. They they can be pegged, excuse me, similarly with like Reno that they're gonna have some like veteran players, yeah. and then they're gonna have some kids. Yeah. Um, high level kids, but kids still. Yeah. And I think that's attributing to the defensive struggles they've had, but they've had some guys that have played a couple of years with them in the attack that are good and. Um, once they get Eric Williamson back, I, if he's not back already from the U23 camp in wherever they were, um, they're going to get even better. So, yeah, I agree. Hmm. As do I. Dangerous team. Top two. Yeah, so so if you're... Nice. if you're quite a few teams there. Yeah, yeah, so if you're thinking, okay, hey, but what about uh, Reno? We just played Reno. Well, yeah, we did just play Phoenix. Reno. But we don't play Reno again until we would play them in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So they can't be dangerous to us for like another four months. Yeah. Well, what about Phoenix? That's true, but we only play Phoenix one more time, and it's not for 
a little bit, and it's kind of obvious. I mean, <laughs> we could have all just had Phoenix as our number one, yeah. and that would have been a little boring. Oh, boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and there are definitely some other teams that we could have talked about that maybe we didn't. So uh, if there's a team that you think should be in our danger rankings, uh, hit us up on social media. <laughs> um, maybe DM us or hit us up on Twitter yep. um, at 916republic. Um, 916republic at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that is the danger rankings. We will update uh, the Eastern Conference uh, danger rankings uh, here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But this has been a pretty long show. Um, so any other news or, or notes that you guys want to talk about before we get off? I think we're good. No. Yeah, I think we're good too. Yeah, um, yeah we play fresno on wednesday we play yeah. portland i think these are two some two big games oh yeah so we said that sacramento's tier was kind of that five or six spot and i think they need to get some results out of these games they do um, and if, if they do we're five points away from second so. yeah and we have a couple games in hand on most teams in the western conference yeah so watch the game on wednesday then um i think they still have that a game scheduled on was it Saturday, July sixth? I can't remember if that got rescheduled. Do you remember that like friendly, uh, oh, or whatever against the Mexican team? Yeah, yeah. They had know. they had one scheduled and then like canceled it and then like scheduled another one. So I can't remember. I, I don't know. See it? I didn't see one. I'm yeah. not gonna go watch it. Anyway. No, I should if I, but I won't be in town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that is our show for this evening. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't see that friendly. Not yeah. on Fat Mob. Cool. <laughs> then it ain't there I, I don't Look think Bob Mom would have it um, alright as always glory glory Sacramento, Sacramento.